0: Welcome to the Andrea K show. Smooth
1: like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money.
0: She's blonde, 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is. Andrea K. It's
2: a woman
3: Yes, it is, Humday. Glad to have you guys here with me. Just looking up before I get into the hot topics. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. show. Uh, there is over a dozen, quote, migrants. Can we call them what they really are? Illegal aliens. San Diego arriving in a boat at Mission Beach. Glorious sunset evening to be coming and breaking and entering into the United States of America. Interesting. Uh, We do have some border topics to get into with you guys tonight. Um, It is a woman's world, by the way, and more particular after last night's rebuttal to the State of the Union address. Is it Sarah Sarah Huckabee Sanders' world? Does she own the world? Does she own the GOP? um we're going to talk about that a little bit i want to hear from you guys what you think if you watched her what struck you about the speech because i'm about to tell y'all what hit me about the speech 888-344-1170 in fact she also uh, hinted well she didn't hint she said that she stated she was going to be unveiling her education plan it was going to be the most boldly conservative education plan to ever be revealed and we have the details on that so I invited Bob Walters to be with us and we're going to discuss what's good about this plan. I got some questions. I got some questions about this plan. It's bold. I'm not sure if every element is truly conservative, but we're going to talk about it. Okay, we're going to talk about it because I am loving her. After last night's speech, those topics and many, many more, 888 344 You can always email me at show.com I'm going to be working on getting the Facebook live stream up, hopefully by the, um, during, and, and I will be working on that during the break, uh, the first break that we have of the show. Before I go any further, got to bring in this man. He's my brother. It's DJ Tater Skins.
4: This is about a gentleman whose heart is so big. <laughs> DJ DJ Potato Skins. DJ DJ Potato Skins. His uh, approach is so authentic that it's undeniable. Made it halfway through the week, Andrea.
3: Yes, we did. Yes, we did indeed. Um, I know you've been super busy, and I know that you're aware of the clips that I pulled from uh, the speech last night or, that we pulled today—did you have a chance to watch it in its entirety? Uh, I'm much like
4: the officer Tatum, and he 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 said he just he he couldn't do it. He's got better things to do, pretty much. You know, I already Sarah knew what was going to come out of the mouth of Biden. I I did not need to sit there. I sat there as long as we both did last night, and that's all I could take.
3: Okay, well, uh, well, right. I mean, you know, it, as Lauren Bobert said, we he, 72 minutes of lies uh, do, do not erase the two years all of it. misery. But in regards to the Sarah Huckabee Sanders, did you watch that or just the clips we pulled today?
4: No, just the clips we, we were able to pull.
3: Yeah. Um, and I think that the clips it, – it wasn't overly long uh, as a speech, which was good. I hate when the Republicans go overly long. I felt like it was absolutely concise. It was on point. Um, some of the things that – one, I, I, but before I get into to and, and play the clips and give you my commentary on what, what I thought – About Sarah Huckabee Sanders and the reason why most people have already moved on from the State of the Union speech last night and certainly from the rebuttal is I can tell you why they're they're moving on and nobody I'm, I'm looking up at the monitors and nobody's talking about Sarah Huckabee Sanders speech because her speech was the most boldly conservative speech I've heard against the left and against wokeism by anybody in this country and that includes DeSantis. Now, I, last night, before um, during the show, I talked about my concerns about her in terms of do I think that typically they pick somebody to give the rebuttal that they think has a chance to be president or vice president in the future? And one of the things I talked about was her delivery style. That she, you know she's lacking in the charisma, lacking in that. You know, seventy five thousand people are not going to wait out in the rain for forty eight hours to see Sarah Huckabee Sanders. They're just not. So for her to be president she's probably gonna have to run on a vp ticket she could clearly do that and step in she could clearly be a a, a, you know a cabinet uh member high ranking like secretary of state i think she's where she should be right now um i think she i think you know her courage was absolutely undeniable um where do I start? I think I'm going to start with and you know what there's there's comments that were made about the economy and things having to do with the war on energy and things having to do with the basic stuff um that most Republicans agree on but what I've been saying for a long time that the Republican Party the prop where that what has caused the greatest amount of destruction it to this country and got us on this fast track to communism is the cultural marxist movement that the Republican Party has completely ignored. And I and I would vet, and I say that her speech, while um, com- the most boldly conservative I've ever heard, really didn't go far enough. But I got to give her some credit because it went farther than anybody else has. And so, the, uh, so instead of playing the whole speech, I and wanted to open the show with this because if we don't stop this culture war, and we haven't even been in it fighting it, let alone fighting it to win and if we don't get in the fight and if we don't win this america is done i don't want to hear republicans yammering about taxes and and or even the border at this point because you know the border is a part of the cultural marxist movement but i'm talking about the evil that's going on in this country and the way that they're using it against us for power and control skins please play clip four
2: most americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace But we are under attack in a left wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. And it's wrong.
3: Yeah, it's not normal. It's crazy and it's wrong. It couldn't be more clear. It couldn't be more clear. Yet the left... With the enablement and the enabling and encouragement by many in the Republican Party for for the same reasons that w- why do we have the border issue we got right now because going back twenty thirty years ago any time a Republican wanted to enforce immigration laws they they were accused of hating brown people right so that now it's expanded to the Republican Party keeping their mouth shut when we've got five year olds being you know twerked in front of with you know drag queens and grown men in thongs. Right? This is... The, and, and, and here we are. Um, I, I, I think it's pretty bold. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. Skins, do you think she went far enough?
4: I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty spot on. I, like you said, I don't think Republicans have said anything like that in a long time. I mean, she could have gone a little further.
3: Yeah. We need to start being even more clear. We need somebody to say, chemical castration... Of children is, uh, I can't. Well, Kim, it, it, it's child abuse, it's evil, it's monstrous. We don't let five year olds choose what they're gonna eat for dinner, but yet we're letting a five year old decide to make a permanent, to permanently mutilate their bodies. That's insane. I wish she had gone more clear. I get why she didn't in the, in the rebuttal, but at what point are we gonna get more clear like that, Skins? At what point? Here's another, but but I don't want to bust her because she went farther than anybody so far, and maybe that's what needed to happen, right? Maybe we needed somebody to break the seal, to bust it open, and go, yeah. My favorite line though is is this one right here, um, clip three.
2: I'm the first woman to lead my state. And he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. In the radical left's America, Washington taxes you and lights your hard-earned money on fire. But you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and our children are taught to hate one another on account of their race, but not to love one another or our great country. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. It's time for a new generation of Republican leadership. She's right on.
3: Did you know that how many Republicans sat there last night at the State of the Union address and were not wearing American flag pins like usual? There were Democrats even wearing abortion pins. I think she should have gone farther with the demonic attacks on children, the sexualizing them, the normalizing of of sex with them, the attacks on them through transgenderism. I think she should have gone, gone there for, uh, the, the evil. See, they, see they, they, they don't want to talk about abortion, right? They don't want to talk about it. We, we could have done better in the midterms if we had. But in balance, I don't want to sound like I'm being overly critical. I, I think she could have gone farther, but she went farther than anybody, including Trump. Has Trump come out and, and, and been that clear? He might have. I, I haven't, I actually haven't listened to his last few speeches. By the way, there's a controversy brewing with Trump. I got to ask you guys about in a little bit. First, I want to hear, I want to hear your thoughts about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, 888 344 1170. Do you think she's got a future? Are you thinking, you know, um, in terms of VP president, do you like what her speech was about? Or do you think eh, it was really not, not, nothing burger and nobody really cares at this point? We are going to be talking about her, um, It is very bold, her education plan in uh, Arkansas. Um, We're going to talk about that at the bottom half of the hour with Bob Walters. Now, stay tuned because we're going to take a tiny little break. I'm going to try to get the Facebook Live up and running for y'all who like to watch on uh, Facebook Live every night. And then I am going to tell you about this crazy controversy going on between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Did Donald Trump accuse Ron DeSantis of being a groomer of children?
0: Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Oh, poor Madonna. She's blaming, quote, ageism and misogyny. And get this, the long lens camera for comments about her face. There is
4: no long lens or short (laughs) lens or young or old ad anything that she just looks weird. It does not look like her.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just over-inflated her face. I mean, uh, to blame the long-lens camera. I mean, you know, it's just, it's... it's, When you
4: told me to look because I hadn't seen it, Andrea, I'm like, okay, it'll look a little bit like her.
3: No, it looks like a completely different person. She looks like an alien. Of course, the weird hair only makes it worse. The weird hair only, only, you know, and it just, you know, I just, I I, I loved old Hollywood where celebrities aged more gracefully. I mean, Sophia Loren, I mean, come on, Raquel Welch. Need we say more? Speaking of weird, I, 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 you know, normally I would save a story like this for the second hour of the show, but this is really troubling me because, uh, you know, we need to stay on message as a Republican Party. We need to stay unified as much as we can on the issues and saving this country. And um, y'all know that I, I was one of the first people um, to choose Trump. After the first debate back in 2016, I was MAGA before MAGA was cool. Um, but, um, I've, I'm also an equal opportunity criticizer. Y'all know I don't. I, I'm not just going to sit here. I call people out when they make mistakes, and we're all human beings. And I know he's running for office in 2024. Obviously, I know that he has suffered and given so much to this country. He came down those escalators knowing, not really understanding. Nobody knew at the time how bad the deep state was and how weaponized it was against anybody with an opposing view from the left. But he stayed in it. Anybody else after that first year would have been in a corner eating their hair. I get all that. And, if he, and and I also get that he had no machine. He had behind him. He was truly an outsider coming in. I get the fact that the Republican Party didn't help him. But this is not 2016 anymore. Uh, his campaign for 2016, all the same tactics that he used, I don't think are going to work if he tries to use them all again, including name-calling fellow Republicans. I gave him a pass at a rally a few months ago when he first used the words "Ron desanctimonious," and he kind of backed off of it a little bit later. Now we're at the point to where um, he has, according to uh, some articles I have not been on Truth Social, um, that he has he's been retruthing pictures of Ron DeSantis when he was a high school teacher. And actually used the words, um, uh, de sanctimonia. Well, let me tell you, this is, uh, do I think, okay, how do I explain all this? Okay. So Ron, somebody took a picture of Ron DeSantis when he was a high school teacher and it was a picture of him with some young women out in a bar somewhere drinking. Well, um, do I think that that was probably a smart move for him as a teacher at the time? Ron DeSantis is how old in his 40s. This would have been 20-something years ago. I think we were at a different time and place. Do I think it was smart? No. Do I think that there has been any history of him um, being a groomer and a pedophile? Was there any allegations of him as a teacher that he was hitting on younger-age girls, having relationships with younger-age girls? No. But immediately, the left started retweeting this out. And why? Because he is a force to be reckoned with. He is a force for 2024. And by the way, when the left decided to retweet this picture of Ron DeSantis, let me tell you what it meant for, for Trump and why Trump got so, decided to jump on the anti-Ron uh, DeSantis and the false accusations of him being a groomer bandwagon. Because for the left to be digging around for Ron DeSantis like this and going back decades, it means that they viewed DeSantis as the threat in 2024, not Trump. That's what that means. And Trump, instead of staying focused on proving to the American people why he should be back in the White House, he's chosen to spend his time retruthing that picture with comments like this. Well, the pitcher had a comment um that he retruthed. It said Ron DeSantis was having a drink party with his students when he was a high school teacher. Having drinks with underage girls and cuddling with them, which I did not see in the picture, uh certainly looks pretty gross and a esque. Trump responded, No way, question uh, question mark. Then uh after he retruthed uh the post and he added, Here is Ron De Sanctimonious Grooming high school girls with alcohol as a teacher—that's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing. Trump responded sarcastically. Um, actually, he was not the one who did the second retruth, re-truth with a comment. Here is Ron to sanctimonious groom. Uh, no, he did. Um, he had taken a week off from attacking Desantis. About how, remember a week ago, he accused Ron DeSantis of, uh, you know, he wouldn't have won. Ron DeSantis cried, which I don't believe for a second that Ron DeSantis cried, um, thanking Trump for his endorsement. Um, I think that to jump on board um, this grooming, jump on board with the left with this grooming allegations against Ron Sanctimonious is despicable. What do you think, Skins? I am so disappointed in Trump tonight.
4: Yeah, he needs to learn who he needs to uh, feed the fire at, and DeSantis is not the one.
3: If it, You know, this to me is Trump willing to burn down the state of Florida by burning down DeSantis, burn down this country, go scorched earth over his ego. And, and that is not who Trump was in 2015. When Trump came down the escalators, and here's my problem with it. When Trump came down the escalators in 2015, he was sacrificing himself for the good of the country. And now it's, with this kind of move, it's like it's flipped. And it's like he's willing, because Ron DeSantis, down in Miami-Dade County, won re-election with 20-plus points. Re-election. That had nothing to do with Trump. It had everything to do with what he did as governor. Everything to do with what he did as governor. And he deserves that credit. Trump wants credit for, for, to, to the point to where he feels entitled to go back into the White House in 2024. And yet Ron DeSantis doesn't deserve credit for his reelection that was historic in the state of Florida. Here was Ron DeSantis' reply today to this, uh, to this claim, clip two
5: directed at you somewhere insinuating that you So here, here's what I'd say about all that. The I question, g- I get I get you guys my, want the controversy. Is, how would your proposed legislation against defamation address those posts uh, that could be considered damage Well, if you think when we did the defamation panel yesterday, I made the point, look, I have a platform. It's different for me cuz I can fight back and people just know I face uh defamatory stuff every single day I've been governor. That's just the nature of it. But I have a platform to fight back. A lot of these other people that are more little, they don't necessarily have a platform uh, to fight back. And so in terms of our reforms, I really want to empower them more so than people that occupy high positions like me. It just goes with the territory. You've got to have a thick skin. It's also just practically speaking, uh, I would not take time out of being governor to be fighting lawsuits. It's just not not practical in terms of what we're doing. And I'd also just say this. I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans.
3: Right. Trump's not going to win in 2024 with this crap. And I tell you something else. We could have had Ted Cruz. I I don't blame Trump for the fact that I wanted a Trump Cruz ticket and it got so ugly that Cruz, uh, I think Cruz in in 2016 was as much a part of that nastiness uh, as Trump was. Um, But here was, you know, Trump and and. I think Trump could have already. My idea in 2024, my 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 vision was Trump at the top of the ticket and DeSantis on the VP. That was my vision, and I think that in and I don't know, Ron DeSantis may be the type that might be like, "Look, this was politics and cool. Yeah, I'll take the VP ticket." Um, or it I'd might say it's still
4: a possibility. It's
3: still a possibility. You know, for me. Man, talk about talk about sacrificing. It, it might be tough for me to go around a campaign with somebody get get getting uh, somebody on the the P ticket who called me a groomer, a sex basically a sexual predator of children.
4: Well, and that's why I think it's critical. Like Trump's going to have to come out and pretty much um, shake DeSantis's hand in the very near future to say, "Hey, look, see, there's there's no here here, yeah, and everything's fine."
3: Yeah, because that was to to me. An accusation towards somebody that they're preying on children sexually is about one of the worst things, if not the worst thing, you can can accuse somebody of. And so, that, so this is just really, uh, this is gonna. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Do you think it's no big deal that it's just politics as usual, or do you think Trump really, it really, it really went too far with this, and it's damaging to him? And uh, and going forward, and damaging to to you know Ron DeSantis and therefore the citizens of Florida who have been so benefited, have been you know benefited who have benefited so much from Ron DeSantis as governor.
4: I'll even take it a step further. If Trump continues with this slamming of DeSantis, uh, I, I think you're going to see a, a huge swell of support for DeSantis if he decides to run. Trump won't stand a chance.
3: Yeah. The independents and the Democrats are going to be like, no, this is just no, not good. All right, we're going to take a break. and we come back, we're going to shift gears back to Miss Sarah. Some people are saying she might be the one to save the Republican Party because her speech, while it didn't go far enough for me, it was pretty dang harsh against the woke on the left. She went hard. She went um, hard in harder in on that than anybody else, including Ron DeSantis, with her language. But today, she revealed her education reforms for the state of Arkansas. Were they as boldly conservative as she claims? Should they be the blueprint for the nation? We're going to talk about it with Bob Walters when we come back.
0: AK Dynamite in address or just Andrea K whatever you call her don't call her fake news it's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show Sarah Huckabee Sanders was the woman of the hour last night i think she delivered probably one of the best rebuttals to a okay. state of the union address that i've seen um because i because usually They're not even watchable. Usually, they're certainly not memorable. Usually, they're full of faux pas with somebody that can't read from a prompter or like Paul Ryan, you know, just completely, you know, remember him? He was so nervous. He kept reaching and drinking from a bottle of water. I thought she did an amazing job. She talked about um, her, uh, that she was going to unveil uh, sweeping educational reforms for the state of Arkansas. And she talked about uh, why. First of all, she said basically, um, and and here's where I'm going to Bob Walters is going to join me in a minute to give his perspective. I want to start with the fact of her reason why and whether or not you guys agree. She said her education plan should be the blueprint, basically, for the country, based upon the idea that she said that it was the most boldly conservative plan that had ever been presented, and that but and that it was based on the on the idea. In particular, and I know Arkansas has a lot of poor people, a lot of African Americans. Uh, She made the comment that really what what makes the difference between somebody's ability to make it in this country and achieve their dreams was an education. And I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. So we're going to get into the details of this plan, the good, the bad. And and I certainly and I had to get Bob Walters in on that. You know, he's our education contributor and he wrote he's written more than one book. The most recent is Education or Indoctrination. Hey, Bob Walters. Hello. Good to be here. So first of all let's start with the idea and I and I I wish I'd thought to to pull the clip on that. But basically her saying that that's really sets the stage that basically you're on a pipeline to poverty if you're in the wrong school district. And I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. We've got people like Dr. Ben Carson who's a neurologist and his brother is a NASA scientist who came up dirt poor and went to some of the Worst public schools in this country. Do you agree with her premise that we need educational reform because otherwise, the reason for the education reform is because poor people can't make it in this country without it? Well,
1: I'll tell you what, there's certain aspects of uh, that bold statement she made that does have some merit. Mm -hmm. The other thing, the other thing I noticed, some of it is rather radical and goes beyond what is appropriate.
3: Yeah, I do think that. Yeah, I do think there's some merit to it. Obviously, there's a reason why so many African Americans, and we'll get into to some of the the uh, the um, aspects of the plan here. There's a reason why so many African Americans want to be able to have school choice, right? Because we know that in some of the poorest communities, um, they have you know some of the worst schools. But we also know that every school district in this country is getting in far more money than it ever has. And even though the schools in the most poor districts across this country are getting more money than they've ever had, the actual results for the students is going down. so that I, so I'm still not sure I believe her premise that the entire issue, because she pretty much framed it all around this, and I'm sure that it's politically you know strategic to do so. Um, but I just didn't like that her need for educational reform was solely based on this is the way to basically provide an equal outcome for Americans.
1: Well I tend to agree and for instance in talking about teacher wage increase, this is a very poor state. And right now the average pay is thirty six thousand and she wants to raise it to a minimum of fifty thousand. That's a huge jump. And they get a merit based bonus of up to ten thousand dollars a year if they do a good job. I mean that has some merit to it, but the pay increase is pretty pretty high, pretty radical for the union teachers.
3: Well, yeah. And, you know, you're going to automatically just jump, give that kind of pay increase. I mean, you know, um, is is the and I'm not necessarily opposed to that kind of a pay increase, but I am if there's not if it's just basically it's like she's she's asserting with that being the number one thing that she mentioned. She's basically asserting that the issue is money going on in our schools. The issue is our unions, right? When I, because look at what I just said. Across this country, we have more money going from, going to our schools through at the state and local level and the federal level than we've ever had in this country. And yet the results are at their lowest. And why? Because of school unions. And yet she comes out and makes a blanket statement that basically the issue is teachers aren't getting paid enough. Now, if she wants to put in merit based, uh, bonuses for that, great. But I want to know what I want to know wh- how that merit is going to be quantified.
1: Well, I agree. Plus, uh, she mentions school choice as part of her prerogative when she gave the speech, but she didn't give any details at all. Uh, school choice is where you get non-union teachers in private schools, religious schools, charter schools, but she didn't dwell on that at all. No, she but said, she said that she. About- she, she talked, you know, she was constructive about eliminating critical race theory as part of the curriculum. But some of this comment she made on school choice with no backup, like you say, leaves it a little loose and like our only focus is on the union teachers, period.
3: Yeah. Um, she says the goal is adopting full universal choice for all Arkansas families by school year 2025-2026. Um, what does that look like? What does that mean? If you tell me last night that you're going to unveil the most boldly conservative plan for education in this country that should be the the you know you got to give me more than some bullet points from a powerpoint presentation i want the details cuz that's where the devil is cuz you know what the taxpayers in that poor state of arkansas are going to be on the hook for that that $14,000 an annual salary increase plus providing 12 weeks paid maternity leave plus bonuses of up to $10,000 the stu- the the and 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 when she gets into this um and, 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 and it, on, on top of the fact that they're going to be, they're already on the hook for, I mean, she doesn't get into the details on the school choice from a money standpoint, right? Like what, like yeah. in Arizona, they talk specifically about how much money, you know, each family is going to get, right? So there's a lot of details that are missing here. I don't know what universal choice means. Um, She, she, before she gets into eliminating indoctrination and curriculum, she just flat out offers a salary increase. I think, I think if you're going to offer a salary increase, the merit should also be punitive. It should also be, you know, we'll give, you've got to earn this salary increase through XYZ. We're not just going to automatically give it. We're going to give it to the highest qualified. It's not going to go to every teacher. Why are we offering every teacher? That's like, that's like offering every, um, employee, no matter how long they've been there, no matter what their skill level is, offering everybody the same salary, that's a, that's a no-go for me. That's a, How is that conservatism?
1: It's not. In fact, one of the odd things she says, 35% of their students in third grade cannot read at grade level. That's uh, shocking, but not totally unknown. And her, her bill would fund 120 literacy coaches to be deployed across the state to teach the students how to get enough knowledge to get beyond third-grade class level of reading. And so that's good.
3: Well, but, I don't know, is it? Because let's, let's think about that for a second. We're talking to Bob Walters, education uh, contributor here, about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, boldly conservative. And I, and I liked the, the details. I loved her speech last night, but I need the deets on, on who you are and what your plan is and what you think is conservative. And if we're paying school teachers money and they're accepting that salary to teach... Not not to mention, now she wants to boost it by another 15K. Why do we have to then hire literacy coaches to go around and coach in the homes?
1: <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, saying like that, she kind of misses over. Plus, she says it by before a student can advance to the fourth grade, they have to be required to read at third grade level. Wow. Since only 35% of the students are at third grade level, think of the huge flunk there's going to be with most students unable to get to the fourth grade. Well, it also begs,
3: yeah, and it also begs the question, so, okay, so why is she offering a blanket $15,000 increase per year to, to every teacher there when she's got that kind of results? Yeah, I
1: the, agree.
3: Then, then she talks, so let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned the eliminate any CRT indoctrination in the curriculum. That's wonderful. Um, where I don't see anything mentioned about transgenderism and genders and bathrooms and any of that.
1: She didn't cover that at all. Nope. She misses that completely. It's what I say. It's, it's a good comment she made, but it had a lot of flaws in it and a lot of missing increments that makes you wonder the reality of its success. Should, it, should she actually implement some of these programs?
3: Well, yeah, what, what's completely missing here is the number one issue with children, and it involves the sexualization of children. Whether we're talking about pornographic sex education, whether we're, we're talking about drag queens, whether or not we're talking about all these teachers that are pushing their non-binary transgender crap, whether they're talking about the schools that are going behind the parents' backs, right? Um, and pushing kids, you know, to, to transition. There's so many areas that she didn't mention here. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this discussion about Sarah Huckabee Sanders' education reform. Because this is how we save this country, because the battle for the soul of America is through the youth. And But there is a good news story out of San Diego, thanks to a listener, that we're going to share with you guys. So don't go away. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
0: Andrea K telling you like it is all while eating a donut the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego
3: welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. show finishing our discussion with Bob Walters about Sarah Huckabee Sanders sweeping education reforms there's a lot lot to like in here I just have some questions because uh, it's all about the implementation of it and when we know that these unions are all about turning our education centers into indoctrination centers we got to be careful about any new policies and plans and make sure that they're comprehensive enough and they're tough enough I'll tell you a couple of things I did like in this plan Bob Walters one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about it tonight, is I like the fact that high school students are going to be offered dual-track diplomas that will benefit students entering the workforce directly after graduation and help them qualify for high-paying jobs. I'm assuming that is um, those that might want to go into the trades.
1: I agree. That's must, I'm sure that's what it means, which just means you either go to college or you go in the trade world, and that's a not bad choice for young people today.
3: Well, certainly not. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, you know, um, we've talked so many times about these worthless degrees where there's, you know, high six-figure debt that has to be paid off and people, you know, can't even um, get a job. I, I read a report. I'm not sure if I talked about it on the show recently. Um, I think I did, uh, uh, Where um, or where I heard this from, um, but that, you know... Um, more and more companies are not even are not even necessarily requiring degrees. It's not even as important as as it used to be, and there's there's a lots of reasons for that. But when, remember when the supply chain issues first started back, uh, you know, after COVID, what, what part of the reason was because we didn't have any, you know, um, truck drivers, right? That had come out of truck driving right. school, they could haul stuff around the country. You know a little bit about that, so yeah. you know there's been pushing kids towards college has been such a mistake for decades. There were so many friends of mine that came out of Slido High that got pushed to go to college and ended up dropping out because they really had no vision, really had no reason to be there. It's not like they grew up wanting to be a doctor. It was just like, you're going to go to college. That's what you're going to do. You know, And many of them dropped out, so it's a waste of time. So I love this, and I love particularly the trades, uh, because one of the industries that, that, that continued to do well during COVID was construction. I want to pick your brain also on this other requirement. And Skins, you might want to chime in on this too and get your opinion. 75 hours, high school students, I don't know if it's high school or just all students, students will be required to complete 75 hours of community service to graduate high school, uh, what yeah, do you think I, about I that? Think
1: kind of, I think it's kind of strong, uh be honest with you. First of all, it's non-pay, and it's in the middle of their senior year as they're trying to get out of high school, which to me makes it a tough burden for them to do.
3: Well, I think right. um, as I, one of my god my goddaughter, uh, I don't know how much W did, uh, but Jordan completed 400 hours of community service in her, 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 her high school. Now she didn't have to do it all her senior year, but she did 400 hours, and I think 75 hours is in the senior year is doable. And I think that it's one of the ways that we can turn some culture stuff around. Um, I think it's inter- I would be interested to know whether or not um, they what ch- what choices were available to them. I think it's Slido oh High. You had to do some volunteering work because I can remember some of my girlfriends were candy stripers. That was a thing back in high school. I, don't, I think I worked at the Y. I don't remember what I did to fulfill. But so I had a community service uh, requirement when I was in high school. I think this is great. I think it's a way for kids to have to, enter, to, to see that, particularly if you're in a high income area, for kids to have to, to see that, you know, how other people live, to develop a, a service heart. Uh, compassion for others to not be so self-centered i actually like it skins do you have an opinion on it
4: uh as long as it takes place during school hours because every situation is different and honestly some kids might not be able to do it after school
3: yeah that's a good point that it should it should be something that you do as part of the school day exactly yeah like as long as as
4: long as it's within the school day i'm on board
3: yeah Yeah, she doesn't specify that either. That's an excellent point. All right, we've got a little good news that was provided to us uh, by a listener. Don't
1: we, Bob? Yeah, we do. I uh, never heard of this group before, but I guess uh, it's worth looking at. It's called Constitutional Challenge, and it's uh, an effort and a group that's uh, really doing something in eighth grade and 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 beyond, helping students, particularly students of color, to be proud of their past and work harder to get successful in life in this country and and be proud of the nation and move forward as best they can with the good news. Like you say, like Carson did it with just public school, mm-hmm. but he did it because he had the in, in grade, in, in, ingrained consciousness to, to succeed, which a lot of these kids do not. So hopefully that's the focus of this organization, and I think it might be good to help them get that kind of
3: focus. Well, yeah. In fact, this uh, this is happening right now at Poway Unified School District in 8th grade. Uh, it's going on right now. We had a listener, Sean, who called in and said, here's some good news. This is what's happening in our backyard in Rancho Bernardo Middle, Middle School. And uh, his daughter made the team because it's a competition. And I think this is wonderful. I think this is fantastic news. We talk a lot about negative things going on in the schools, but we got to give credit where credit's due. I love this constitutional challenge going around. We have spelling bees all across the country right we should be having constitutional challenges across the country and i think that this is this is great um so i i, I love this i don't know that i could pass a constitutional challenge quiz could you by walters
1: <laughs> well i could try although uh, the focus also by the way seems to be on the black history month which is not bad but um this group started in 1976 and has done some good distance in the last 50 years well, yeah, It's got to the point where that's uh, held on a, on a regular basis, which is a good, a good development.
3: Well, I think it is a good development. The listener who called in, Sean, he um, talked about some of the questions that she was asked, and it was just good old constitutional questions. It was not, it was not focused on anything related to pushing CRT or 1619 project. So pretty yeah. dang great. All right. Well, Bob Walters, thank you for being here tonight. Stepping in on a Wednesday.
1: You're welcome. I will miss you while I'm in Antarctica, but I'm sure you'll get through it.
3: Well, Bob, yes. So, Bob, t- uh, tell everybody quickly, we've got a couple minutes left, a minute and a half, uh, that you're going to be gone for two weeks.
1: Yep, I'm going to be in Antarctica, seeing uh, all there is in that part of the world I've never been to. I've been to a lot of the world. That's one of the last things on my bucket list. So, I'm going, and it should be an interesting trip, and I'll miss you all.
3: Well, we will miss you, too. Um, Us.
1: Yes, we the kids. Us, please, everybody, look them up. Get involved with them. They need donations, but they also they can give you great books and materials to help train your kids to be proud of America, despite what they're being taught in their schools. And they're worth it.
3: They absolutely are.
1: Us, yeah, yes. they
3: they absolutely are. They have great gear too. You can support them by ba- buying hats and T shirts, and um, so they're just a phenomenal organization. Well, Bob Walters, you stay safe on your journeys my dear we need you we need you to we need you to come back safe and sound i will do it all right thank you take it easy all right now you guys we need you to come back safe and sound after the break we've got dave elhoff the financial thought doctor is going to be here we've got uh what was one of the big ones one of the big lies that joe biden told last night related to money in the State of the Union Address with Dave Elhoff will be here to talk about that and more girl so you still
4: cool. got a few seconds
3: oh you know why am I rushing out of here oh you know it's the tea all right um, well let's see what are we going to talk about for 30 more seconds are we going to talk about Disney laying off how many people we were going to talk about that with, with uh, Dave Elhoff 7,000 people in a major restructuring you think it's going to save them you love Disney nope no it ain't going to save them Go woke, you go broke, babies. All right, there's my music. Now I can take my restroom break. (laughs) See you on a few. Don't go away.